0: The time of death for the valvenus bit on the Sweet Smackdown was at uh, 1.15pm.
1: Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown.
0: It's the 17th of August in the Euroval. Alright, one more time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's staying in. No.
0: <laughs> you tell I haven't said it for a few weeks.
1: Three weeks off, baby. We've forgotten uh... how to talk. Come on to the rock show Come on to the people show Come on to the premiere show Smackdown
0: It's the 17th of August Whatever year it is Robbie Williams, rock DJ Is number one in the UK charts Because I don't want to rock, rock DJ
1: Because you're making me feel so nice (laughs)
0: Because you gotta stop
1: DJ, because DJ. you're keeping me up all night. They binned off the music video on a lot of channels because it was quite grotesque. That's right. He removes his skin. Mm. He's
0: all muscle. Like that- Kurt Angle
1: <laughs> in this week's Smackdown.
0: <laughs> and showing the popularity of wrestling at this time, Rob Williams does manage to get in the expression, pimpin' ain't easy. For some reason that appears in that song. I don't know why. Just saying. Gone in 60 seconds is still number one in the charts. I thought that would have gone, well, very quickly. (laughs) Not much else is happening in the world of gaming or world stuff, but Ubisoft has acquired Red Storm Entertainment, giving the world endless Tom Clancy sequels for years to come, even after the real Tom has passed on.
1: Tom Clancy's shameless cash-in was my particular favorite one.
0: Almost as good as Tom Clancy's Shameless Cash in three in space.
1: <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> in space, Las Vegas, which is even cooler than the actual yeah. Las Vegas.
0: HD DualShock <laughs> Edition. But speaking of Turbo! HD...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matt will of... appreciate that bit.
0: <laughs> yes, he would, because it's downright sensitive. But speaking of HD and Tom, what was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling in the year of our Lord 2000? Why, I don't know. Let me turn around to face my friend, my host, my confidant himself, Mr. Tom Campbell, as he takes us along a journey with this other guy that he knows called Matthew, kind of like the spotted dog that rides in the fire engine of his life, on the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review.
1: We're back, baby. We're back. The rumours of our death were greatly exaggerated. Uh, three weeks, <laughs> three weeks without one, and it feels like a lifetime. I'm, um, how are you, buddy?
0: I'm grand, uh, honest. Uh, I decided that what I needed in my life was more work that had nothing to do with wrestling. So I rescheduled myself to have a lovely uh, night shift work thing for a week. It's so my mate's work, so I get to hang out with him and that is socialising right now in England. And it was great. It was fine. Everything I sorted out everything, Tom, didn't I? I saw out the culture <laughs> normal podcast. I sorted out my Twitch streams on Saturday. Everything. That, I mean that ticks all the boxes. There's nothing left. Ah. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh Tom, I can definitely do this po- definitely do this podcast. Oh, well, that's all right, Matthew. When can you do it? Oh, I don't know. And somehow in my tired state, I said 1 pm? And Tom said, are you still good for 1pm, lad? And I went, yeah, sure. Why am I
1: Guru Larry in this sequence? (laughs)
0: Because it's one of the two impressions I can do. (laughs) I rang up Tom and he went, hello, you. And and, yeah, it was only to my horror I realised, Matthew, are you just planning on not sleeping this entire week? 1pm? How how are you? It's all right, Matthew, says Tom. It's fine. You finish work at 8am all you need to do is stay up for a few hours. I was like, yeah, that's great, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Tom, whoever I'm supposed to be in this impression right now, <laughs> nothing bad can happen. So I am very sorry for this taking another week. I know people have been going so SmackDown dead. I'm like, oh my god, only caught to the, the Nielsen ratings. But uh, no, it is back and back in action. I am fine, honest. How are you, Tom?
1: I'm great. I had, um, the reason that it was a three-week absence is because I took two of those weeks off. I booked two weeks off. Just because I was starting to feel the, uh, the, the the pressure of the grind that is constant stuff. And I went, I just need two weeks where I'm not looking at socials. I'm not looking at my phone. I can go out and walk and I can listen to audiobooks and I can just switch off from everything. And it was wonderful. Oh, my God. I've, I have came back last week and like my energy levels are, are through the roof. It's like... You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm back. Like I was coming to, I was, I was a bit frayed around the edges before I took some time away, and I was like, I just need to come off off the off the wheel. And it's great, and it's just I've hit the ground. Not this week's a silly busy week, and I, I'm double shifting at different things myself, and I'm happy to be here with you again, Baff. This is this is the, the most important thing. I'm the happiest to be back with yourself, talking about wrestling from off of the past. That's what we do in it.
0: Yes, we do. And I have genuinely missed you.
1: Ah, hey, let's talk about some wrestling. Let me find my notes that I need for today. So uh, if this is the first time you're here, this is the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, as Matthew Gregg said. We have been watching every episode of Smackdown from its very beginning, and we will continue to do so until its end or one of ours. Quick bit of admin (laughs) before we go any further. The Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review... Uh, this doesn't affect you, math, but the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review is moving. <gasps> we are doing the great switcheroo with uh, the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. So from next week, you will not find the Smackdown review on a Tuesday. Instead, you will find the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. If you're feeling burned out from Monday Night Raw in 2021, you can always so so just a few hours later stick on the classic raw review and hear how bad things were and on a friday if you are burned out by the smackdown offering on fox on saturday you'll be able to click onto the podcast feed and hear matthew greg and myself taking a step back in time instead so a slight change a little bit of admin start the show from next week on a Tuesday, you'll have the classic Raw review, and on a Saturday, you'll have the classic SmackDown review. But as I say, Math, this doesn't affect you. We just still catch up at the same time. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: a great idea for Monday Night Raw and having people looking back at the olden days and having all the Twitter threads and Facebook posts about how, God, I wish crazy old man Backland was here to appear, <laughs> appear on this week's Raw. But kind of sucks for us because SmackDown's been the best show in WWE for months now. It so honestly going is oh, oh, oh. Thank God Perry Saturn's not around to ruin this great <laughs> run SmackDown's been having.
1: Well the way I look at it is is that for those people who watch Raw and are disappointed, it's a little bit of schadenfreude to go, it could be worse, it could be the mid nineties. Whereas for the SmackDown lot, if you love SmackDown, you might be one of those people that still love a bit of a moan. So <laughs> you can listen to the old one instead. And also, you know what? This is what Justin Henry and I were, were talking about when we recorded the Raw review for this week. Spoiler, it's in the can. You'll hear it Saturday. Um, we're at a point now where I think the the fact that we talk about an old wrestling show is merely a backdrop to me and you catching up.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, I think we all know that, but
2: you don't have to say
1: it. <laughs> I think it's just nice to say it out loud. Wow. Uh, so from next week, on a Tuesday, you'll hear the Cultaholic Classic Raw review. You'll hear Desert Island wraps on a Wednesday. Brand banking new one you will hear a coldaholic Classic Smackdown review on a Saturday. Did that make sense? Did I say Smackdown That's twice? right, yeah. I did. Okay, that's fine.
0: And I, I'll, we'll give you the three ones now. Classic and Raw. Oh, yeah, of course. Have you seen the age limits of people on uh, Monday Night Raw nowadays? They're all classic now.
1: <laughs> Let's dig into Smackdown this week. Now, before Matthew Gregg takes us through the rigors of the Smackdown world from august the 17th in the year of our lord 2000 i just want to paint the canvas that is this week in wrestling this bloody week in the wrestling from the year 2000 so a few notes going into this week's episode of smackdown stone cold steve austin has received medical clearance according to dave Meltzer, from dr lloyd youngblood to return to active wrestling in eight weeks time he's back math
0: He's back, but the important question remains to be answered. Is he going to have that head that was behind him during the last time we saw him?
1: <laughs> I think the head ran over Stone Cold, to be perfectly honest. They say, they, they say people like that hide in plain sight, don't they? <laughs> he's, he's too blatantly on the screen. The deer head during the, the last time we saw Steve Austin that was in the background looking shifty as all hell. I think we'll see that make a return. Dave goes on to say Youngblood reported that Austin is healing very well and the bone fusion is strong and would likely give him the okay to return to the ring after a subsequent exam at the end of September. Now, it's doubtful Austin will ever return to a full-time schedule, but they are hoping Uh for a short-term storyline which will give his career a major send-off or lead him into a potential acting career.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, it was off by a few years, but... Pretty much.
1: It's uh, it's certainly feeling at this point in, in 2000 that WWF are going, we're going to start wrapping up Stone Cold Steve Austin. In, in, in some cases, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but they were right. He yeah.
0: got lucky with the... Uh, because of how bad that neck injury was. He got lucky with the surgery uh, the first time. It's like, uh, look, look, I'm, I've never been more popular. This is not the time for my career to end. And then again with that, no, 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 I need more work on my neck done. And then just got lucky again with this amazing young blood uh, magical cure. I don't know if he's a Native American or something. He's doing something shifty. But um, I think Austin's going to always sold a to several de- deities once he's passed away. But yeah, he got amazingly lucky, considering his vocation and how bad his neck was, to extend his career this much. So some people look at him and go, oh, it's a shame he left so soon. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's a miracle he got the <laughs> career resurgence he had
1: really was all japan have announced this week uh, preliminary plans to revive the triple crown championship this was a title vacated when kenta Kobashi left the promotion there's going to be a tournament that's going to end on the 28th anniversary of all japan on the 28th of october at budokan hall we like the triple crown i like the triple crown as as a premise and as a title belt
0: i certainly do and i got very confused because i swear to god you said new japan news I guess it's new news in old Japan, but I mean, yeah, I think that. that's
1: what I meant.
0: <laughs> I thought you did that to throw me off like I'm Jack the Jobber going, "Yeah, my favorite New Japan Triple Crown champion is Kenta Kobachi.
1: <laughs> if I said New Japan, if I said New Japan, I definitely meant CMLL. Um also, the tra- new Japan's greatest wrestler was Joe Baba. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> he was though. That's the thing <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I when I was writing this, I I love the Triple Crown Championship as a premise. Like it's just the cool thing to have three belts, like as a physical entity. It looks like the business, but it put me in mind, Matt. And this is very parochial knowledge from the northeast of England. Do you remember the weekend where the last true sick boy, Rory Coyle, nearly won what we dubbed the Geordie Uh... Triple Crown?
0: I was so annoyed Mm. that he didn't win that because it was amazing to think that three separate companies in the North, who do not interact with each other, there's no love lost between any... I mean, there's only just... MEW and North are all right, so two very different audiences with some crossover. Um, WCPW and North, there was absolutely no love lost there. So to see one guy who, again, was rejected by WCPW, became his own star in North, to then win their title, which is amazing, so the WCW title when my Rory is amazing, and then win the North one, and it's like everyone looking at MEW could go, on, put the belt on for just one month." And MEW going, "No, that would make absolutely no sense for our plans." And we're like, "Oh, who cares?" <laughs> I uh,
1: I was I was working for um for MEW for Main Event Wrestling, I think at that point, I think I was anyway, and I um, was yeah. start or at least I was beginning there, and I remember. Having that chat, I think, with a couple of people saying, "Oh, go on," <laughs> and 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 to be fair, much respect to to Dan Fitch who runs MEW. I have a lot of time for Dan Fitch. I love the bones off of Dan Fitch. Uh, he's the one that, that let me play, um, not not just come and do play by play commentary for him, but he let me get involved as a manager for MEW as well. And he's just a really cool guy to hang around with. And uh, as in the in the face of us stupid marks. <laughs> Going, Go in, on, Dan. Just, just give him the belt tonight. Just put the belt on him. Geordie Triple Crown. Go on, do it. He went, no, we've got plans. We're sticking to them. <laughs> so, and like in hindsight, I kind of admire that. But part of me still goes, ah, oh, the Geordie Triple Crown. There'll never be another. Mo- There'll never be another chance again. There'll never be another chance again.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally, because WCW uh, popped its clogs. Mm-hmm. But you know, fair play, fair play from going. No. <laughs> uh, we have a story you think I'm just gonna derail my storyline for my co- like by the way, the other companies don't exist in my world right now. you know What am I thinking about these other people? you know In much the same way that the kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli won the CZW World Tag titles, the PWG World Tag titles, and oh another company. There was another, oh, Chikara. There we go, Chikara. And they challenged for the Ring of Honor tag titles. And I was like, oh, well, they have to win. And uh, no, they didn't. Because Ring of Honor, like, we don't care what these other companies are doing. It's not <laughs> our plan to have it.
2: <laughs>
1: I was like, boo, you should have. It would have been cool. It's like Ring of Honor going, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mad respect to those promoters that have a, a, a clear focus, a clear direction on where they're going and they don't shake from it, and they stick to it, and they have that continuity and that respect for their audience. This week, WCW presented New <laughs> Blood Rising.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Just let me just give that the, the golf clap it deserves. <laughs> Carry on, Tom.
1: New Blood Rising, the pay-per-view oh, named no. after... Oh,
0: no. Stop, stop, Tom. Stop. Was... <laughs> you
1: named know after a, like a faction that broke up just a few weeks before. <laughs> well done, WCW. Oh. You're, not, you're now... Um, this pay per view, which um, articulate Dave Meltzer describes as overbooked <laughs> crap, uh, this doesn't this this saddens your soul, doesn't it, Math?
0: There's, I think, two things. Oh no, wait, three things. I remember without even looking up on the show, and they're already like, oh yeah, that happened. Go on, Tom. <laughs>
1: Let's go through WCW New Blood Rising that took place this past Sunday in this week in the year of our Lord 2000. So, three count, Beat the Young Dragons. Double ladder match. Three stars. All right. It's all right to start with. We're doing all right. Cheeky ladder match at the start. Nice. Ernest the Cat Miller pins the great motor. <laughs> see, dub dub, see, dub
0: Did he win the triple crown?
1: <laughs> he won the wanker triple crown, I do believe, in this occasion. Uh, six minutes and 47, it took the mighty Miller to, to, to put away the not-so-great mooter. <laughs> uh, that was the second match of the night. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um... Bagwell beat Canyon. So that's higher up the card than Mooter. Um, builders a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Oh, and definitely. and I hate when they don't deliver something they advertise. It was actually Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. <laughs> Buff Bagwell's mum on top of a forklift. Winner gets her, I guess. <laughs> so Canyon was keen to steal Bagwell's mum. Um... Bagwell won. He got his mum back. Chronic retained the WCW Tag Titles over Perfect Event, which is uh, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare, and General Erection and Corporal Cajun. And Dave describes it as a total mess and a dud. <laughs> so this is this this show is going brilliantly. Billy Kidman beat Shane Douglas in a strap match. Another bad match with no heat. Half a star. Uh, don't worry, because rightly so, above the card, above Great Muta on this card, Major Guns beat Miss Hancock in a mud <sighs> fight, uh, in which now I'm just I'm just saying what the storyline was. So in this storyline, Miss Hancock was apparently expecting a baby. In the storyline world, and the rumor was going to be it was going to be. Either David or Ric Flair's child. Yeah. During this match, she collapses in the mud and has cramps of pain and. Apparently insinuating that she may have miscarried the next night, they explain as if she was pregnant with her to the tone of the announcement, a direct ripoff of a storyline featuring Beulah McGillicutty getting her neck broken from ECW several years ago. It was very tasteless. Uh, Guns and David Flair freaked out as they stretched her into an ambulance. The big swerve here is they'll try and tease that David isn't the father. Minus two stars. This was a very tasteless bit on the show. It's just... I don't know why wrestling companies try and do this sort of stuff.
0: One of the weirdest things I remember finding out about wrestling was after all... The stuff Russo had written over the years for WWF and WCW. The man who wrote countless, this woman is a whore or this woman is an evil whore or this woman is an evil lying whore who would lie about having this... Or, or, all the um, miscarriages she booked and all the this evil lying whore who wasn't going to have a miscarriage who is actually lying about being attacked by Chaz and all this stuff was finding out that Vince Russo is married. Really? I was speechless when I found out it's like a a psychiatrist. (laughs) If it sat down and had all this footage and all the stuff he'd written about women over the years, their head would explode. They'd be on the moon by now if they sat Russo down. and had. So what is it about women that you hate about them? (laughs) And of course Russo would book uh, Miss Hancock versus Major Guns in a gravy pit match and end it with a miscarriage.
1: Oy vey. Sting beat the demon in 52 seconds with a scorpion death rod. Thanks for coming, Sting. Thanks for coming, the demon. Um, right. US, US slash Canadian Championship oh, match. Storm versus Mike Awesome. Now, this match is part of a show that took place in Vancouver, British Columbia. So we've got a bit of the, the French connection going on for lack of a better term. Je- uh, Jacques Rougeau announced as guest referee. According to Dave, this disappointed the crowd. They're expecting somebody else. More on that later. Uh, Rougeau, as the announcer, makes the announcements. We have, during the match, with between Awesome and Lance Storm, we see the referee. Okay, right. Mike Awesome powerbombs Lance Storm, pins him for three seconds. However, Rougeau then gets on the mic as the referee and informs everybody that Canadian rules state this match could only end in a five count. Awesome then puts Storm in a dragon sleeper. Storm tapped out. Rougeau then said, Oh, no submissions in Canadian rules. Awesome we then got the pin for a five count following a splash. Rujo said, oh, Storm's got to the count of 10 to get to his feet. So the match continues St- as they, they go back and forth with this. And then after a while, they do this big move off the top. And then Dave Penza says, the first man up at the count of 10 is the winner. And- <laughs> Storm gets up to his feet first following shenanigans. Storm retains the title, and then Bret Hart just walks out, <laughs> raises Landstorm's hand, and here's the thing, they're in British Columbia, like there's a lot of love for Landstorm in British Columbia, there's a, like a Canadian-ness in British Columbia, so they're meant to be the faces here, but it's just heel overbook nonsense between Mike Awesome and Lance Storm, with Brett Hart just rocking up at the end. Your thoughts on this one, Bath.
0: I've seen better writing on public bathroom walls. <laughs> You're right. I Why they would book the person who's getting cheered in their home area. And first of all, at least they got to do the national anthem in full, if memory serves me right because Lance Storm was doing a bit on Nitro, like all everybody standing for the Canadian National Anthem, you know, and obviously then someone would interrupt and he'd do that head jerk they did so well of disgust. He did that in full here with the crowd all getting along, so that was nice. They really, really, really should have announced Jacques Rougeau beforehand rather than doing it as a mystery person because if you hear a famous Canadian wrestler will be there in WCW, you think Bret Hart. You do not think Jacques Rougeau. Uh, So I think they messed themselves up there. And then everything else is just, okay, you know that one good story that Russo did that one time in 98? Let's do that again for the face. (laughs) And this is why Russo is now podcasting for his bedroom rather than, you know, having a network or anything like that.
1: It's all right, though, because Russo gave Muta his heat back as he and Vampiro won the WCW tag titles from Crotic. Oh, that did... Yeah. That happened later on. Yeah. (laughs) Booking right out of your bollocks throughout this night, lads. Right. As if it couldn't get any better, we come to a anything goes, shoot, three-way. Kevin Nash versus Bill Goldberg versus Scott Steiner. Math. This is a match with no script. <sighs> oh! So this one ends with they, they, obviously it, 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 they try and give it a shoot fight vibe, but it doesn't really fly. Kev sets up Goldberg for the for the jack for the jackknife, to which Goldberg pushes out of it and goes, "No, I'm not gonna." <laughs> christ i'm not gonna take the pin like we planned and leaves someone tries to stop him in the rat on the rampway, way and he flips some of the bird does goldberg and moves and leaves so then steiner takes the power bomb and gets pinned and the commentators act like steiner's a hero for 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 saving the match <laughs> saving this shoot match and going up for the power bomb What is going on? (laughs) This is amazing.
0: Fans, everything else you're seeing is fake, but this is real. It's
1: what they're doing. That's what they've done all night. Um... It's
0: so weird now because people... It can be argued. I don't think going can argue against us, really. That wrestling is based on pleasing a lot of internet fans now on account of everybody alive having the internet. Everyone alive with money. Back then, Russo really was trying to impress 10 or so people on, oh God, I don't know, um, rspw.net or whatever the bloody hell the thing was. <laughs> um, Yeah, some chat room somewhere. Some MSN messenger thing. Good, that I, I liked it. And ignoring... There tens of thousands of people who just want to see a wrestling show.
1: <laughs> Screw you lot. Want to watch a wrestling show? What are you thinking? You want to watch some shoot, brother? Jesus. This is the moment. And it's on the network. So do take some time it to watch this. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should be filed it should under... come up with a
0: disclaimer, we, we have cut this match off. There's nothing wrong with it. The tape was in fine condition. We just thought it was shite.
1: <laughs> it should be on a bum fights compilation on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> It's that real. Uh, in the main event, thank God, Booker T beat Jeff Jarrett to win the w- to retain the WCW title. In what I described as a well worked match, but everyone's just knackered by this point. <laughs> Fans live showered the ring with garbage after the yeah. main event. Those live said it's because of disgust with the show and not because of heat from Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, who couldn't get heat. Boo! In we one. hate
0: Jeff Jarrett! Shouted British Columbia as they <laughs> threw those bottles onto the reef.
1: I was saying, "Boo, Jarrett!"
0: <laughs> I love, I love how many WWE shows went off the air with fans disgusted. Did Fall Brawl '98 end like that? So the crowd were like,
1: throwing stuff at the cage,
2: going "boo." <laughs> I
1: think it might have done. <laughs> I think it, but the problem is that people will just interpret that as, "Hey, eh, look at the great heat we got!" No. The Cage is going
0: to join the NWO next week.
1: Don't give him ideas. Do not give him ideas. (laughs) Jesus. So that's New Blood Rising, a pay per view that surprisingly didn't turn around the the bad fortunes for WCW at this point. It's so amazing. WCW at this point, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, how at this moment in time, in the year of our Lord 2000, the, the wrestling is so hot, so hot, but just WWF. No one else. No one. And else. Rodman
0: in Australia.
1: Yeah, Rodman in Australia at the WWF. They say that a high tide raises all ships. This is a ship somehow <laughs> rising on its own tide, whilst everybody, everything else, is being pulled down by very heavy anchors.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's a nice analogy. Ah, uh, is there anything else, or can we, by God, move on, Tom? You've gone, Tom. Tom's ship has anchored, or whatever he was going for. It's been eaten by a big whale. <laughs> Sorry, I'll talk to myself. Ah, it's, a, it's great meeting up with you and talk about horrible dumb stuff be before you talk about the real stuff. He's... Oh. You are, yes. There we go. I don't know what happened there, mate. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> Am I still the here? Fishing
0: line got caught on the <laughs> the, the ship of destroy. All right, enough.
1: on the road on the rotunda. Um, <clears throat> so. a siren distracted you. One more piece of wrestling news for this week, and then over to... This is a good one. This is a good one, uh, because this goes, we go, uh, 60, 50, 40, 30, uh, four days before this episode of SmackDown is broadcast, to Louisville, at an OVW wrestling show, in front of 60 people. A guy is making his first in-ring steps, and... He's been training for less than two weeks. And people like Jim Cornette are going, he's, he's nailed it already. Let's get him in there. And he's impressed a lot of people. It was on August the 13th in the year of our Lord 2000 at an OVW show in Louisville in front of 60 people that Brock Lesnar had his very first match. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Yeah, he was thrilled going to OVW in the crappy ring in the crappy <laughs> arena. I, I remember. I think it was. Is it his books? I was skimming through it. That he went there and the first person to take the first bump off the ropes, it snapped. And um, so yeah, he loved it. As many other wrestlers were very surprised to see when they got there and says, "This is this is WWF. This, this is a training thing. Like Rocky, we're gonna go punch meat afterwards."
1: It's only in the in the recent memory that WWE have actually gone we should really invest in what our training mm. schools look like. <laughs> Cuz they weren't bothered yeah. before. But yet nowadays they've kind of they they're sort of making they sort of building this sort of rough and ready development territory of their own right. We were talking about this while we were out uh, the other week. We were talking about this. We were chatting the other week and it was how they are, how they've got ICW in progress now on the network. We won't get into the politics and what's going on with either of those. That's a whole other thing from another time. But the aesthetics of them are grungy indie. And that's deliberate because they want to use places like these and like Evolve, where they've done a bunch of tapings for Evolve recently as well. They want to make them look like grungy indies. So therefore, when you go to NXT or NXT UK, it feels like a step up. Hmm so yeah. they're now they're now grungy and a bit and a bit rough around the edges by design fun fact anyway that's yeah, yeah. all my notes for this week you'll be pleased to know let's head over to matthew greg who's going to guide us through this week's episode of the of the cultaholic classic smackdown review with this week's episode of smackdown i say that as i have a little sniff on my green mist candle from main event candles
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, too, have one of them.
1: <laughs> no, this isn't this isn't a spawn. I just picked it up as you were talking. I was like, oh, that smells nice. I must give them a mention again. Main event that's candles. Good. Wrestling-themed candles. Lovely. Oh, if it isn't
0: sponsored, then uh, to hell with it. Rage I Shadow wouldn't shuff, I wouldn't want to shove one of them into one of these podcasts. Um, yeah. Wait, what's this? Oh, sorry. I just got distracted <laughs> by the smell of this uh, Puppet Jack um, pin <laughs> that I've put <laughs> on Puppet Jack. <laughs> So it looks like Cornet wears his Cornet face shirt. Oh um, yes. have you
1: have you just put that puppet jack pin from the cultaholic shop on? Because you sound 85% sexier.
0: <laughs> wow, I'd best keep it there.
1: Keep it on. Maybe get two.
0: Yes, I'll just keep on levelling up in the sexiness. I think I might be cheating, Tom. It's against tournament rules. Alright. And we say all this because, sadly, there is no dramatic intro. This week's episode. We go straight into it. We're in Worcester where they make sauce. Waster. Ten days away from SummerSlam and a three way main event for the WF title. And would you know it? Shane McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie, and Kurt Angle appear. And if you think the fake audio was bad in WWE now, it's nothing to the No Mercy 64 oh. SFX they play when Shane appears. Oh, my
1: God. They The piped-in crowd this week is <laughs> atrocious. It's,
0: you know what? We're, we're already encouraging you to go back and watch this. Just to, <laughs> This is on the network, just in case you think we're joking. And I typed here days ago and I last read this. Uh, boo hair dryer. Boo. <laughs> And Shane McMahon says, what word do you think when you hear the word McMahon?" Crowd chants, asshole. No, not that word. Shane says, no, words like ruthless. Awesome. Crowd instead chants, Shane's a pussy. And Shane takes a pause while the WF edits that out so the PCD don't show up.
2: <laughs>
0: Shane McMahon puts over his sister, know, his brother-in-law, and his professional family associate, Kurt Angle. He explains on Raw, The Rock got mauled by Shane's crew. And Stephanie says it would make her day tonight if Triple H and Kurt Angle shook hands in the ring. So Kurt, humble as ever, apologizes for bringing up the fact that Triple H used to wrestle hog pen matches and wasn't a huge success like he is early on. I love you, Kurt. (laughs) Triple H is sorry too. Sorry he called you a jerk, an Olympic twerp for reminding everyone that you cried like a broad on the Olympic platform when you won your gold medal. And sorry for saying that he's not even close to winning the WF title. So yeah, they're both sorry, and there's a big muck man muck hug. Car crash? Foley's here, dressed like my dad on a Sunday. (laughs) He stops to put over his Christmas kids book that's coming out soon, and he brings it up because... Because they shared their Christmas card moment on Raw, here's Foley's Christmas card 2000 for you lot now. Very forced there, Foley, just saying. And, oh, look, it's footage of Kurt Angle kissing Stephanie on Raw. He means it a good natured way, so it's okay. The Rock doesn't have a lot of Christmas cheer today, because Foley asked who he should wrestle tonight. And he asked the crowd. He goes through the mall. They cheer all right for Kurt. They cheer okay for Triple H. They really cheer for the idea of Rock versus Shane, and they really cheer for the idea of Rock versus Steph. Instead, Foley shoves a Survivor reference into things to really keep this into the year 2000, and tells them to get together and vote for one of them to wrestle the Rock tonight. This was a long segment. It was okay, but it would have been better if Shane had breathed into the microphone for 10 minutes and forgotten his words.
1: God! Classic Shane, that. (laughs) Jeez. See, this is why we're moving the podcasts around. (laughs) we want to keep us far away from what Shane's doing on Raw as possible. Uh, Yeah, it was a a pretty standard McMahon and Triple H summit to start the show. This is pretty much how all Smackdowns are legally uh, have to start with a promo. (laughs) Bless you. with With a promo from either Triple H and his mates or one of the McMahons and their mates or a combination of McMahons and Triple H. And mates. And one of them is fighting The Rock a little bit later on. So there you go.
0: That was it, yes. We cut backstage to Terry's breasts. As the cat walks in, they both call each other trash and tramps, with Terry saying, this match will be over quicker than your career, in a very prophetic statement, and probably the best ever line Terry has ever said in WWF. Backstage, the McMahon Street posse argue. Kurt makes the argument that he has medals. And I've typed underneath, this was worth typing. And the word typing is misspelled. Clearly, I cared a lot about this.
1: Mate, we can't move on from the Terry and Kat thing yet. Oh, sorry. Because there's there's so many layers that we haven't peeled away from that particular segment. <laughs> For example, Kat and Terry with that gorgeous, cringeworthy dialogue. The one about, it'll be shorter than your career. Some little nods about who they've done the the sex with. And then Terry, once she says her bit, spits a big old wad of chewing gum in the cat's hair. And they proceed to have a, a, a tussle where they grab each other's hair and it looks like it's in slow motion. Terry slowly pushes Cat to the floor and then instead of continuing to beat up her rival aggressively just calmly steps over her and says i'll see you in the ring it was oh it was it was very much the 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 women's division flavor of this time yep i, had I also to give like it the a fact that i had to oh
0: yeah thanks tom <laughs> um, <laughs> i also like the fact that terry couldn't think of anything else to call her so oh yeah trash and then cat's like, you stink. It's like, I don't stink as much as you do.
1: Trash.
0: <laughs> She's
1: getting that trash thing over. Maybe, maybe before she left, um, this husband said, now, can you remind me later to take the trash out? I'll forget otherwise. So if she says it a lot, it keeps it top of her mind. <laughs> Could be. Well,
0: it's on the top of everyone's mind because it's the first match Of SmackDown, lucky us. Perry and Terry make their way out as part of the longest-running feud in wrestling history, the Terry versus the Cat. (laughs) Johnny Storm versus Jody Fleisch looks underplayed next to this. (laughs) And the Cat's partner in this Intergender Tag match is Rikishi, or as Jack the Jobber's mate knows him as, Farouk.
1: (laughs) That was a great call back on the podcast.
0: Well, they're very similar. You know, you get these people mixed Anyway, the crowd noise is brutal during these entrances. Hurricane Katrina happened to be guest starring (laughs) this event. Sat very awkwardly next to the stage. Somebody
1: produced this and went, yes, that is fine. That sounds organic.
0: I think it's a very backhanded insult. The, uh the place where they ran, <laughs> where I think they must have, at the show, gone, oh, okay, uh, this show needs fake crowd noise. These people are treating us like it's a library event. It must be. And have been they quiet. were very quiet during the show, in fairness. So, um, good on you, Worcester. Worcester.
1: Worcester. Worcester. Call us Worcester.
0: Call us Worcester. Don't call us when we're booking SmackDown live shows. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> anyway, The Cat and Terry. Uh, pe- what have I written here? Anyway, uh, I, think, Terry... I think you put Kabashi Masawa here.
0: <laughs> you know, New Japan. Anyway, Curt and Terry look like see, all the women. The joke is that <laughs> they're not very <laughs> good
1: at <to> wrestling.
0: <laughs> and also, we're taking digs at Jacks for some reason. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Curt and Terry look like all the women. John Laurenite assigned in 2004.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all merged into two units.
0: Yeah, they're both. <laughs> They're both blonde and neither of them can wrestle. Uh, Perry delivers a Northern Lights suplex onto Rikishi. Very impressive. And so impressive, Rikishi no-sells it and immediately Samoan drops him.
2: <laughs> oh, God, Keith. Christ,
0: Case man. Perry, Rikishi's like, no offence, Perry, but I'm so high up compared to you. Uh, Perry gets kicked in the satins and clotheslines the cat in response, allowing Terry to get the pin. This was like four matches randomly cut together.
1: It probably was, because that was part of the reason, part of the thing that happened when they taped these shows is that so much of it was edited and redone and recut and chopped and pasted, and there was, I remember when SmackDown first went live, and there was a genuine concern, like, oh, what could happen if it's live? Is everything going to go wrong? You think, well, no, they're still professional wrestlers. They're, They're fine on live television. But this was obviously, like you say, a few matches, whether it was cut down or... A bit was added in or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really weird for them because I had to go, but no, we'll have to not use the script. And he goes, oh, no.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: After the match, Terry slaps Rikishi's ass to try to prevent the stink face. Rikishi charges up the ass forever as the crowd goes banana at the idea of Terry getting it. And uh, I've written here very cruelly... And Terry is a butter face. Oh, I mean, sorry, she has a butt in her face.
1: Aww. it's mean.
0: Because you get to stink face. Okay. That's completely unnecessary, isn't it? That's just just trying to do wordplay for the sake of wordplay. I'm very sorry.
1: All right, Mona Lisa over there. (laughs) All right, oil painting Greg. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Venus to Matthew.
2: Hello, Tom.
1: <laughs> no! Let me tell you some conspiracy theories. No! Get off Twitter!
2: You've heard about the Venus de Milo.
1: <laughs> Have you heard about my penis?
2: <laughs> that's the joke. That, that's the joke. You may think that joke's not very funny, but it paid for my houses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? I'm a porn star. Hey Worcester, do you want some sauce? <laughs> <laughs>
1: or just some sexual intercourse. <sighs>
0: he should've done the thing where you know when Perry got concussed and they did the angle where he got moppy. You should be just Venus forget his gimmick and he's just like.
1: <laughs> he comes out as different gimmick. Hey
2: Worcester, I'm gonna have sex with somebody tonight. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, that's not that subtle enough, oh, It's it's sorry. a really
1: weird it's a really weird head trauma that Valveda suffers where he loses all ability to to, to issue doobal on Hello, ladies.
2: I'm very insecure and hide this <laughs> by I, I hope to find solace one night <laughs> with that one woman. It will fill my mind. <laughs> I'm here in Worcester, ladies. To go back to my room and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> if my bed is empty, then so is my life. <laughs> I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. There's
0: Rikishi's opponent just standing on the side of the ring. she gonna shut up. <laughs> Backstage, <laughs> Kurt Angle reminds Triple H that he won the Olympics.
1: <laughs> My sex <laughs> life <laughs> is like Bruce Willis's acting career. Left on Red. <laughs> that's quite deep, that. Huh? Oh, is that what you're going for? Yeah, Left Red is the movie he was in.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's the
2: film you associate with Bruce Willis, you're right. Left on Red. <laughs> Bruce Willis was in the fifth element, but they never talk about the sixth element. <laughs> Is that your tick? No, crippling loneliness. <laughs> Sorry to bother you, ladies. Val, I'm not above paying for it, Venus.
1: <laughs> Val Pathos, as we should now call him
2: don't judge the young bucks for putting a glass up to their parents door and listening to them having sex at a young age I related to that so much
1: <laughs> I, I did that learn. last
2: night in fact
1: no, I'm kidding it wasn't my parents
2: my dad can't walk but boy can he f**k <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't judge the young bucks by putting a glass up to their pe- parents' room at night. I did the same until I got banned from the Jackson household.
2: Oh. Uh, I said, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> we can't make Val Venus a thing on the podcast. He's a horrible person. No,
0: this is the year 2000, Venus. It's okay. No, that's all right, <laughs> He's fighting he's fighting the IC title and the fight the fight is in security.
1: insecurities.
0: Okay. Shane <laughs> McMahon reminds the family that Mick Foley just trying to buy try, try oh no. I've been laughing so long and the look at my notes. that my, my computer with the screensaver. That Mick Foley's just trying to drive a wedge between them. Shane decides to wrestle tonight because he's hard. Don't say anything, Tom, dumb, dumber.
1: It depends on the evening. <laughs> Maybe we could just cuddle instead.
2: I never knew my mother.
0: <laughs> Next up, Eddie Guerrero with China, with jeans,
1: heads to the ring to... Oh, no, take on Val Venus. No! Hey, Eddie, how about you give me the victory? Because you've got love. You have the the biggest win over me anyway. <laughs> Let me pin you. Please. I like that
0: dude. Except of Val Venus, like the porn star characters, his version of uh, Dude Love is like 98. <laughs> and all the people are like, come on, Val, be
2: better. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I like you, China. You look good. You look even better next to me. Oh, no, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just...
1: <laughs> trying to reform. Oh, I'm
2: on these pills. Would you like some Tums? <laughs> 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 a a digestion. I'll give you a
1: heartburn. What does that even mean?
2: Anyway, poor, poor,
0: conflicted Valvenus is here with the icy title wearing white and no pop whatsoever. Uh-huh. These two have good chemistry together, but the end comes when China powerbombs Valvenus off the apron brutally. Trish Stratus then smashes a tea pitcher over China's head. And I guess in the confusion, Venus rolls up Eddie, but it's edited weird and odd. It's like usually there's a shot of Val Venus standing up and going, Trish Tradus, what are you doing here? Or whatever. And it just cuts to the schoolboy instead. But this may be the death knell of Val Venus's push as an IC champ level guy. I've ty- oh no, I've read that completely wrong. It may be the death knell of Venus's push as an IC champ level guy, as even after the Rikishi feud... And he's got Trish and everything else. No one cared about him here, not not without the dick puns, the <laughs> and anything else. This Even in it. this match, China is the main focus of it. So
1: this is it. When you, you Val Venus was the the character was very much a one trick pony. I'm a porn star. And I'll have sex with you. <laughs> and underneath that is just an an average wrestler. Very average wrestler. You take away the, the porn gimmick, so you're left with an average guy who's also an average wrestler. Uh, that's what I think that was one of Sean Morley's biggest issues is that outside of the, the, the porn star gimmick, there was nothing he could really latch onto that really defined him. We'd see him uh, doing stuff with and, T and A, not the company, the, the, the faction. Uh, at this point, he's about to gravitate into. A different faction, spoiler, and uh, it's and it would help to an extent, but not long term. Val's in a weird place, and yeah, now he he's a running gag for, on this podcast. Yeah,
0: I was going to say this is where he's coming to the prime now, but um, yeah, for he, he was around for years, just as this gatekeeper style, like can you can you hang with Val Venus type character, you know, like here's a guy make like a, a Lesnar. Making his debut would take on Venus and squash him, that type of dude. But, yeah, as a character, he was he was just done. Um, but, yeah.
1: I have a question about Val Venus. I bet you do. You, you know, playing as Val Venus in No Mercy. Yeah. You know there's that taunt he does? Yeah. Where he imitates getting his willy watcher out by using his hand and making his arm go limp. And then, like, shaking his arm. This is a taunt in No Mercy.
0: Is that what that's supposed to be?
1: I think that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to... The the taunt is, you see, like, him holding his arm, as his arm kind of goes limp, and he's sort of waving his his arm around, but it's near his crotch... crotchal area. And I think it's meant to intimate him getting his Willy Wadger out and shaking it around. I don't think I ever saw Valvinus do that. And it asks it asks a lot of questions because the No Mercy team watched so meticulously the WWF at this point. Like some of the moves are to the to the note perfect in terms of how they recreated in no Mercy on the n sixty four. But this taunt just seems to have been pulled from someone's imagination.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder with uh, there being so many leftover moves from the previous games, if there's a Japanese wrestler was that.
1: But God knows off the
0: top of my head if there is one. I mean, I think I'd know that. Is it
1: motor? I believe Kabasha used to do it.
2: (laughs) Anybody else stay up all night (laughs) thinking about existential dread?
1: (laughs) 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 Just me? (laughs) I'm going to keep you up all night showing you my etchings. <laughs> do you think do you think where Valvinus is? <laughs> do, you think, do you think where Valvinus is making soup? Valvinus <laughs> is making soup <laughs> And he goes right I need to transfer this soup from the pot into my bowl and he's pulling out all the cupboards and he's tra- <laughs> I need something an implement to move this from the pot to oh Hello ladles!
0: Oh. <laughs> the time of death for the Valvenus bit on the Sweet Smackdown was 1:15 uh, 1.15 p.m. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states.
1: Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Backstage, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon suggests wrestling The Rock. Yes! And the, and the fake crowd pop machine loves it. This would have worked a lot better if they hadn't already bloody teased these during Foley's opening bit. They're just repeating what they've already done. It's like they, they have, they've written down the idea of what was going to happen during these segments, and then they did them all, and we're like, oh, I guess that's it then.
1: <laughs> just burn through them dead quick.
0: Yeah. China sees Foley in his build and office. Foley doesn't want to give her the match tonight against Trish because Trish is so big. No, Trish. Wow, Matthew, these are horrible notes. Trish is the small one. China's the big one. Why have you written this? <laughs> against China because China's so big that she would destroy Trish. That's much better, Matthew. Well done in proofreading this. Um, so he doesn't want Trish dead. So they're going to have a mixed tag match at SummerSlam. How's that sound? And China does the walk a few steps, smash over some stuff, and then look at the camera and be like, Yeah, that'll work for me. Like Bruce Willis in red.
2: <laughs>
1: left on All red. Full of things.
0: Yes, left on red. Thank you. That was the gag. Up next, the Acolytes are here with Crash Holly. Oh, okay. They've formed a weird
1: like, alliance, haven't they, recently?
0: Yeah. Uh, on Raw, it's explained Kai and Tai. ...couldn't keep up with the APA's drinking abilities at the friendly tap. And Funaki spaffed over Bradshaw. So they got wrecked, including having a Lethal Weapon 3 pinball table smashed over Taka. What do you think of Lethal Weapon, Tom? I like it. That's good. I like the second one because I watch it with my granddad. It taught me everything I need to know about South Africa... Plus my dad was my granddad was pretty racist, so he liked the bits where the South Africans were racist. <laughs> I thought, I felt the need to share that with people. Don't know why.
1: <laughs>
0: also, it's funny seeing the Japanese presented as being unable to keep up drinking with the wrestlers as if there's not a really strong drinking culture amongst wrestlers over there because drugs have such a bad stigma. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, and Kintai's partner is Big Boss
1: Man. yeah, oh, They're all coming out to play tonight.
0: <laughs> they really are. Boss Man says how disappointed he is with Bradshaw picking on his little friends. So he's here to support his Chinese friends. And oh. Farakki goes, whoa, 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 we're Japanese, not... Nah. And Boss Man says, shut up, I'm trying to talk. Oh. <laughs> Threatening the both of his stick in the funniest moment of the show. <laughs> Ruined by the complete lack of reaction from the bloody Worcester crowd, And Cole says, huh, talk about bullies, my (laughs) off-
1: Thanks, Cole. I just want to explain the gag in case you missed it. I guess you could say that we've eaten him and he's in our (laughs) stomachs.
0: Having said that, boss man sucks is one of the loudest things you'll hear during this night. So well done, boss man, for sucking so bad. You get a reaction out of Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the APA destroyed Kaintai because they're small Crash demands the tag Boss man is f- fed up and leaves after like a minute Taka lands the M-Pro driver but the APA come in with no tag and destroy them and get the pin the APA were the mo- their most popular around this time and no one reacted to them here can't really blame them this was a bit of a mess what say you Tom?
1: Worcester really are not into it tonight are they? Really, no, job we're
0: here to spice things up.
1: Thank God we're here to spice it up. It was fine. A smash and grab six-man tag. Not quite sure. What's the story we're telling with Bossman? He's just a bully. Um, and I guess that he's going to fight Crash. And the APA are there. There's, uh, there's some sort of half-hearted story being told in amongst all this. Nice to see Kai and Tai getting some TV time. Big fan of their work.
0: Yeah. It's a shame that they're always presented as well, well, you know, small and Japanese. Yeah. Can't feel like, can't feel a lot of alcohol in that body, right? Like <laughs> just, just weird lunch in his back. Backstage, more bickering. <laughs> I just said that's probably what the script said. Okay. Uh on TV Guide this week, there's four covers. Woohoo! With Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Chris Jericho, and the
1: cat. But I think she's very much what the WWF likes in at this point in terms of a female star, for better or for worse. That's like blonde, uh, bright-eyed, sort of girl-next-door Can't type. Can't wrestle. <laughs> I mean, the wrestling is is not important when it comes to being a wrestler. <laughs> you can sell, if you can look a certain way, then they'll forgive the not-wrestling part. Fair enough.
0: Chris Jericho's entrance gets a genuine reaction from the crowd as he heads to the commentary booth. Fantastic. On Raw, Benoit ruined Jericho's chances of beating Val Oh, there's just no escape (laughs) for the IC title (laughs) by absolutely stretching him with an STF. It looked like me trying to snap a Tobleron bar in half.
1: (laughs) STF, which stands for Sexy Time. (laughs) Foo...
2: And then I just do a sound effect with my, with my
1: mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like that, yes. Sexy like a child time. doing an elephant. <laughs> Sexy time! <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what FDS stands for.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's
2: Steve Blackman
1: versus Chris Benoit Damn a right. hardcore title. Damn right it is.
0: Shane McMahon is out here too, so the crowd reacts to pussy. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? Shame! Oh, Christ! <laughs> I wrote that down. Sorry. Blackman uses appliance foo to stop Benoit as Jericho brings appliance. out both men's <laughs> Thank you. As Jericho brings up, both men's careers starting in Stampede in 1986. Which is right. Because Blackman was all scheduled to be this dude in the Hogan era. And then he caught oh, what was it again? Malaria?
1: Yes. What it was that it was benched malaria. him for years. Mm. Yeah, it was
0: malaria, yeah. And he came back. So again, like Austin, as we spoke earlier, a man who was very lucky to have the career that he had.
1: But he was like in the in the eighties, like they like the look of Blackman. to the WWF. Imagine, in a parallel universe, Blackman versus Hogan.
0: But that would mean, I mean, I like the idea of Blackman coming out and doing the thing he does now. Like, oh my God, a spinning bin lid to the back of Hogan. (laughs) Oh
1: my God, that would be amazing.
0: He's got his nunchucks
1: there and everything. He's like, yeah.
0: But let's face it, that wasn't likely to be a thing. It would have just been, hi, I'm Steve Blackman and I'm here to beat Hogan with my mullet. (laughs) And, I like the fact that he skipped a few years not to work around it, and instead became the Steve Blackman we all know and love today. Who was in a match with Chris Benoit, with uh, a strap getting involved, Benoit wrapping it around Blackman, choking him with it, and Jericho saying a commentary, "This is to the death."
1: <laughs> <sighs> That's about. Jericho hasn't quite found his uh, feet as a commentator yet.
0: Oh, I would disagree. I think in this. He's taking it seriously because this is at the ooh, third pay-per-view match we're going to have between the – actually, main, no, no, fourth. WrestleMania 2000, uh, Backlash. And we didn't get one at King of the Ring, I don't think. No, because we're out in the first round. And, yeah, we're getting another one. So I think they have to do something different with it, and Jericho is being serious.
1: Fair enough. Incidentally, have you ever seen a picture of Steve Blackman from 1984? I have. I have. He looks it's like crazy, amazing. isn't it? It's just he looks how he how he hasn't aged in all this time is fascinating. He looks like he's I mean, sure disagree. Head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: so when was he scheduled to be in WWF? 84.
1: No. Yeah, eighty four. That's what I heard. I heard that he was gonna be part of the company in eighty four. Like he was, he was there, and he was gonna be. I don't think he'd have faced Hogan, but he was gonna be on the card and in the in the mix, like as they were as this Hulkamania was arriving.
0: No, even better. I like the idea of Blackman doing that, having his run with Hogan, and then going to N.W.A. to like kick off (laughs) Ricky Steamboat's face.
1: Oh God, yes, so (laughs) good.
0: Oh, what could have been eighties Blackman? Justin Henry should do a. A video series for color like, just on that.
1: What could have been? What could?
0: What could have? What? Let's let's
1: have a look at what you could have won. <laughs> there is a biog yeah. in Steve Blackman. Yeah. Anyway.
0: And this match will be in it. I put. It's okay to joke though about these spots with Benoit because Blackman can't die. If the Reaper ever came for him, he'd hit him with his stick. <laughs>
1: He flipping wood as well. Yeah.
0: They brawl outside the guardrail and Blackman gets the sticks. Told you. Jericho is bringing the serious on the commentary, but has enough after Shane McMahon interferes to twat Blackman and Benoit locks in his new STF secondary movies getting over. So Jericho twats Benoit and chases off Shane. Blackman wins, but Benoit recovers and crossfaces Blackman as Sergeant Slaughter and the rest of G.I. Joe make the save.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much just in response to. Uh, Jericho not winning against Venus because of Benoit We do the same on Smackdown Builds up the Benoit-Jericho feud And we get some black on Smackdown I've got no issues here What say you Tom?
1: It starts a series of events That leads very nearly to the death of Shane McMahon Oh good It does indeed We have that to look forward to Yes indeed Yes in about two weeks time we have that to look forward to Yay
0: Backstage Kurt Angle is fed up And leaves after Stephanie tries to save the day. Speaking (laughs) of saving the day, this smackdown hasn't been great, but it's gotta be said. Oh, Matthew, please, next time you do this, read your notes before just speak. Okay.
2: (laughs) Speaking of saving
0: the day. There we go. I'll do it. I'll do it meticulously. It's been a long time. This smackdown hasn't been great. It's gotta be said. But it's okay. As tonight. Right now, Mm. we get the long-awaited return of an old favorite. No, no, not Steve Austin or Bob Backlund or anything like that. It is, of course, the return the mighty Lugs, with the boots with attitude. Replay (laughs) of the foot of the roar of the Lugs cage match. It's Lita <laughs> being attacked by right to censor. When your lugs, your lugs
2: for life. <laughs> for, 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 for,
1: for life. For life, for
2: life, for life. For, for, for foot.
1: <laughs> lugs, eat <them> today.
2: <laughs> lugs, it's what's for dinner.
1: <laughs> lugs, nine out of ten. Doctors say, don't eat shoes, but if you're going to eat shoes, definitely eat a lug. <laughs> Lugs, <laughs> watch them. They're going to move.
0: <laughs> Lugs, if he was called Lex Lugzer, he never would have lost the title to Hogan seven uh-huh. days after he won it on Monday night.
1: Lugs, the kryptonite <laughs> of Superman lugs they're like hotels for your feet
0: <laughs> if you type in lugs on ask jeeves jeeves just jeeves shows up and says yes
1: <laughs> jeeves kicks you in the face wearing lugs I'm glad that's back. Lugs rhymes with hugs. You ain't getting any. You're getting a kick in the face from Lugs. (laughs) Is that a bird? Is that a plane? It's a plane. But in the plane is some lugs.
0: (laughs) If your feet could write a a list of things it wanted for Santa this Christmas, you bet your soul it would write down lugs. Soul spells S O L E. Make like Shang Song and
1: get yourself
2: a good soul this Christmas.
1: Hi, I'm Shang Song from the Mortal Kombat. And when I'm kicking back between tournaments of death, I always have my lugs on. <laughs> get your lugs today. Oh. Don't take my word for it. I'm Shang Song.
0: <laughs> lugs. Single-handedly saving the SmackDown Podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: Edge and Christian are here. And they... D- oh, we lost Tom again. It must have got like, a certain volume of laughs that Tom's I'm going to have to... Yeah, yeah,
1: every time I break a certain... It's as if my my microphone goes, stop telling stupid jokes.
0: Yeah, that you know what? That's it's Petey going no.
1: Yeah, Petey is controlling the mic. He he can, he can l- hear us l- talking nonsense.
0: Lance, I don't usually listen to your podcast, and I count of streaming for seventeen hours a day. But I, I got forty <laughs> minutes. I got forty minutes of the podcast, and you covered three minutes of SmackDown. <laughs> all you've Just done is shut up.
1: All I can think about now is how much I want some lugs. <laughs> I want Shang John Shang Tsung wearing lugs.
0: Uh, even John's quit this far. <laughs> Oh, well, lads, I've got standards. Lugs. If Alvinus had lugs, he... W-
1: <laughs> He'd have a girlfriend.
0: He'd, he wouldn't need a girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: sighs> you say you would have sex with the lugs.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's not... Agent Christian do not like this newfangled tables, ladders and chairs gimmick. And and for... Sm- for- <laughs> shut up. Anounce <laughs> for-, for SummerSlam. To them, it's totally not cool. How are they supposed to climb up with these pathetic... and predators they're wearing. (laughs) That won't work at all. If only God invented a a worthy
1: slipper. If if God invented a worthy slipper, he'd have invented (laughs) lugs.
0: That's right. Chris gets the mic and goes, where have all the good shoes gone and where are all the clogs?
1: (laughs) Where's the street wide (laughs) heelies? Oh, Good save. Oh, gosh. <sighs> oh, bloody hell.
0: Devon is teaming up with Jeff Hardy tonight because Bubba is sporting a black eye. As clips from Raw show, these guys beating the hell out of each other as per usual. <laughs> uh, this is like a tornado of hair, I've written down here, to start with everyone flying around like daft buggers, <laughs> ending with Jeff Hardy missing a swanton and nailing Devon instead. The Dudleys are not happy with that finish and they brawl with the Hardys before the referees show up. Just a bit, a little bit of chaos for us all, Tom, getting ready for the TLC match. That, I think, is a bit too much. I think these guys are facing each other enough, and this will be a very disappointing affair,
2: <laughs> and we'll move on to other things.
1: I like how, and I forgot about this, the whole tables and ladders and chairs, oh, my, shtick that Mick Foley brought into it, because Foley's a big fan of the Wizard of Oz movies, So the whole tables and ladders and chairs is is a nice homage to, to that, to lions and tigers and bears, in case you didn't know. And I like how a name that was a pun based on the Wizard of Oz is a name that has stood the test of time in wrestling for 20 plus years. Because TLC matches still exist, but they were born out of a pun from Mick Foley.
0: yes that's true I'd forgotten about the Wizard of Oz aspect of it but you are right
1: mm. well, that's what the oh my thing was It was. It was yeah
0: it I mean yeah, that bit I mean Edgy Christian is still doing it here but I think they'll quickly be like alright alright Foley can do that because he's you know your dad but everyone else is like yeah that's right the Wizard of Oz match at SummerSlam
1: it was more the fact that they said like oh we hate these tables and ladders and chairs and then the crowd in true Pavlovian style just went oh my so it was clearly yeah. over it was like phony on Raw. You know, really what they should have something a bit
0: more. They should have referenced something a bit more current, like uh, tables and ladders and chairs. Highlander Four. <laughs> Who
1: wants to eat a table? <laughs> some lugs? <laughs> some lugs. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Who wants to live anyway. forever? You can when you're wearing lugs. Caution: lugs will not give you immortality.
0: Just extended life. Just this extended is, life. is not the same, as you will get older quicker. Oh. Backstage. I don't know why I said it like that. Cautious Backstage, course, That's
1: construct of human perception.
0: <laughs> An old man died.
1: <laughs> Have a computer.
0: <laughs> bum, 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 bum.
1: Wow, look, nothing.
0: Kate <laughs> you... is here. He stood up.
1: Kate is here!
0: More on that later.
1: That's going to be Kate. Okay. Hey, I'm glad he's here because we, we haven't gone on many tangents this week. So I'm No, you're right. The... It's been a
0: slow, dull week for SmackDown Podcast. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> oh, don't let that slow us down. Right to censor here now. Ugh.
1: Oh, now, this, I think, is a stunning promo. Oh, that's
0: interesting. Well, I'll do my recap and you can tell us why it was great. Okay. Uh, they head out, and Michael Cole gets a decent line where he says, oh, great, Bull's going to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Michael me, Cole is all it. of
1: us at this point.
0: Yeah. And I guess this is his SmackDown <laughs> debut as a member. He's very upset his daughters can't watch him on TV because the product is too lewd. And I thought it was actually a good bit there. Crowd obviously booing, because like we can see you. I brought my daughter here. You call me a bad parent? And he's like, yeah. like, oh, Fair enough. Stephen Richards talks and he talks and he talks and he talks and he talks and I know they're supposed to be boring dull sods but the crowd reacts to a shot of Rikishi's ass shown on Titantron to demonstrate how vulgar Smackdown is like it's Austin's return in 99 and uh that's all I've written about this, so we're going to hear what Tom has to say. All I've written at the bottom to end it is, congrats on Bull being the Michael Jordan of bad stables. <laughs> From the truth commission to writer censor
1: to boss man's mate. Well done. I just thought, whilst this was quite a long bit, they all got themselves over in their own ways. Like with Bull, Buchanan. And and, and the great, the, the best heels in wrestling are those heels that... Are heels with conviction. They're not just "I'm a bad guy." La 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 la. Like all of them, kind of flesh out their characters in in, in different ways. Like Bob Buchanan, who paints himself as like "I'm a family man. I'm here to, to earn money from for my family, for my daughters." But this is such an awful program. I can't let them watch it. So I'm here to clean it up because it's appalling. And you'll disagree with him because that's what the whole point is we're meant to disagree with him but like you you have to value his conviction in what he's saying there and it's the most i've cared about paul buchanan i think ever godfather talks about how he was shown the way from his evil days working with women of the night ladies i'll pay for it and he and, and, and it's and it's the desperation in his voice which i like here as well where he He's he's almost apoplectic where he's just like, I was wrong. All that stuff I was doing, I was wrong. I I'm fine now, and I want and I want to show you the way. And he's like frustrated with it because in his mind he he believes what he's doing now is right, and he's annoyed that people aren't on side with him. And you get that frustration from him. And then Stephen Richards just hits this all beautifully, hits the notes beautifully where he talks about why they are doing aggressive things and it's and the the, and the reasoning behind it is strong and then he ends on it's for your own good and then he cracks a smile but that kinda lets the veneer slip just enough. Like WWE are no good at subtlety. They've never been but I liked how how this was so very much all these guys are real people and they really believe this and then right at the end the leader almost at the back of everybody just does this smile that lets the veil slip a little bit and you realize oh you are you are a bit of a dickhead uh, behind all your conviction i really like this i really like the right to censor like they were annoying they were meant to be annoying we were meant to dislike them we were meant to rally against them and i think that Stephen Richards, criminally underrated in this role. Criminally underrated. So I thought it was a great promo.
0: You know what? This is one of these weird examples where I agree with you, Tom, because it is a great promo, but at the same time, I just didn't care because I'm not looking at what Stephen Richards is doing. I'm not hearing what he's doing either because I can't see audio. I'm not that good. But I know what they're trying to do. I know how they're doing it. I can't get into it just because of how... The nerve, the nerve, the audacity, if you will, the WE, to do this.
2: We're evil, and we're going to tell you what to watch. We're the PTC. Do you get it yet? I'm like, how dare you? You're literally selling
0: tits and tables to kids. You're, they're exactly right. They're, we're not gotten to. We're just going to add the Godfather and the Venus character porn star thing to our stable. That's all.
1: But they're they but they're the right people to add. Because they're people that were that were twisted and very publicly, in the eyes of the RTC, twisted bad parts of society. So you want to show them being quote unquote cured or purified. So they're great people to have. But if anything, the least the, the, the member with the least I the least I should care about is Bull Buchanan because he was an arse beforehand and now he's joined an arsey group. But the fact that the Godfather uh had conversations with steven richards that led him to turn his back on a gimmick that has made him millions over the years uh, and in time to come val Venus. and had we gone from val Venus porn star to val Venus right to censor within like a week it would have had more impact uh i do believe had he mm. had it gone from one to the other that quickly but it didn't we had like a, a some time in the middle where valvinus was a an inactive porn star and just a normal bloke but if he got but that's but so take that bit away and that's why godfather and valvinus are actually great choices for right to censor because they show the true impact of of the brainwashing within that group to take two people who very much uh, live uh, a a life of of great excess and convert them into sort of almost religious followers
0: Hmm. you know what you, your your ideas intrigue me and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter <laughs> because you're right maybe I should give these guys more time and effort to listen to and get into because right now all I'm looking at is uh, fear in my eyes remembering at how bad their matches were and we have all those to look forward to yeah. but you're right I should try to ignore that and just focus <laughs> on the lovely work that Stephen Richards is doing that clearly they appreciated so much they employed him for years and did bugger all with him <laughs> Never mind that, though. Right guard, Good Smells presents Kane saving his brother from Benoit on Monday night. That was nice. Only to slam his brother through the ring. Wait, wait, wait. What? Backstage, Road Dogg and X-Pac talk. Do you think,
1: before we go any further, you know how we mentioned on the, I think, maybe the Judgment Day watch-along or one of those, I'm I'm sure Matt McMussels was with us for it, where we talked about the Undertaker probably smells. Like, he's probably got he's probably a bit of a whiffy boy.
0: Yeah, we did do that.
1: And the fact that The Undertaker's... Uh, uh, the Undertaker getting attacked by Kane is a, a segment sponsored by Right Guard. Do you think that's a dig? <laughs> do you think that's I a think little punch? Taker does smell at this point, we've decided. shoes, tobacco, was
0: a giant leather coat that he probably never washes, oh. yeah.
1: He's going to be one of them that walk into a HMV on a Tuesday morning... Buys four hundred DVDs, leaves, and then they have to spray aerosol cans into the whole shop. Yeah, that's 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 from experience. The words coming out of my face. <laughs> you know who you are, Tuesday morning man. Yeah.
0: Backstage road <laughs> talk and Pac talk, and we get more footage of Kane waiting around, as Cole's clearly dubbed lines explain that he's waiting for his brother. Without those comments, it's just Kane having a moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like to listen to that without the commentary on, because it just <laughs> looks like Kane. It's like five minutes before Kane. Kane has gone to mum, mum. Can we have turkey dinosaurs tonight? And and mum, Kane has gone. No, Kane. We're having lasagna and salad. <laughs> and that is the result. <laughs> When your mum says we're not having turkey dinosaurs tonight, <laughs> yeah,
0: and they're probably watched it back, going, "God, this was the crowd sucks." Hopefully, there'll be a <laughs> giant reaction for Kane and that can hope. And there's nothing, and it's just Kane smashing some boxes around. They're like, "Cole, you need to say something." <laughs> Don't want to go to school.
1: <laughs>
0: Kane's waiting for his brother. great call beautiful thank you
1: (laughs) they go to school together
0: yeah (sighs) on Monday Night Raw Taz mouthed off at JR again and stole his hat and shoved him down so Lola ran out and defended him again Lola explains why he did what he did and while he's explaining this on Smackdown Taz appears and locks in the Taz mission from behind as opposed to the front I guess and Oh, no, wait. This leaves Cole by himself to commentate. <laughs> Taz, you are the biggest heel on
1: SmackDown. <laughs> Boo!
0: Wait, wait, record that. Save that as boo.mp3. We'll be using that later on.
1: <laughs> I'll do it as a .wav, the quality yeah, better. Yeah,
0: .wav. We'll put that in the show. <laughs> X-Pac and Road Dog are currently having a very friendly feud over a ass. So tonight they're taking on Two Cool. Cole says Two Cool are arguably the greatest tag team in WWF today. You know, the tag team that lose every single match they're involved in. <laughs> Road Dog goes for the doggy style pump handle. Xbox shows up, and no, he wants the X Factor, and they they play with Sky New Hottie. And it looks like Hottie is the filling in a DX sandwich. <laughs> And while DX argue well, who's, who's going to do what to who, here's Kane.
1: Yay!
0: In fact, you may say,
1: That's got to be Kane. Ding! There
0: you go. I missed that open goal. Michael Cole, why did Kane turn on Undertaker? Well, he's always been an emotional wreck.
1: <laughs> Shut up, you're not my dad!
0: <laughs> Thanks, Cole. That makes us feel great. <laughs>
1: Well, you try having a mum that only makes you lasagna with salad for dinner.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, an emotional wreck sorry I'm an emotional wreck from being burned alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kane, you've always been in a, you've always been a little bit of a moody boy. Oh, I'm so sorry for being burned. Yeah. Sorry I'm emotional because my face looks like a pepper army.
2: <laughs> Spoiler in two thousand two you find out it doesn't. Uh. That
0: I believe my face looks like a... Oh, whatever. (laughs) That's later on. Kane explains he did it because he's accepting what he's always been, a monster. And it must be said here, it's going to ruin our impressions from now on, but Kane's changed his voice again and now sounds even more human than last time and less like our horrible impressions. So to clarify... The impressions I've always been doing of him have always been like 98 came where he had that stick to go against his throat, like, <laughs> I will beat the Undertaker. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like doing that <laughs> noise at the like, end. It makes keep me doing laugh. <laughs> and then last time he was out here, uh, I think it, when it was for The Rock, so it was around King of the Ring time, he was like, he ended something. I forget what the, it, it was almost Hogan style. It was
2: like, What you're going to do when the cane
0: gets you? You know, and then Carl's <laughs> like, Yay, hey, Kane's trying to be human. But now he's just talking almost normally, but with a voice about being a monster. So I, I was don't know if hoping, it's a good thing or a bad thing. Or uh,
1: it's, it's, it's slowly humanizing Kane and just adapting it. So presumably they can evolve the character at some point. And maybe they just saw the voice box thing as a little bit cheesy now, you know, in the changing world of wrestling to bring that back. It didn't seem quite right. Do you remember the night he spoke for the first time without the voice box? Because, like, he was about to speak and he had the voice box thing with him. And he was, it was, uh, he was stood with Kane, he was stood with X-Pac and the Road Dog. And X-Pac said, Oh, Kane's got two words for you. And he went to lift up the voice box to speak. And X-Pac went, No, you don't need that. I'm thinking, Well, he does, because he's got no vocal cords. Like, you don't need that, you can speak without it. And the crowd started cheering. And then the crowd went really quiet. It's on Episode of Raw, it's on the network. And he gets the mic, he just goes, suck it. And the crowd yeah. just lose their flipping mind. It's an amazing moment. To now, he's just like going, Oi, Undertaker, you bastard. Oh, I'm going to have you.
0: Yeah, he got better.
1: He got much better. The, th- the voice box cured itself. Undertaker yeah. and Kane is going to be a match that we get at SummerSlam. The feud, that's a feud that never ends. Keep bringing these lads back together.
0: Yeah, Undertaker shows up with his giant duster (laughs) to get in Kane's face mask. Uh, Kane acts like he's not going to fight his brother and goes to leave while giving his brother an explanation. Just kidding. Kane sucker punches Undertaker and chair shots him three times. with Undertaker doing a very impressive Lex Luger in 1988 blade job. (laughs) I prefer Kane on Colonel XB, I've got to be telling you. Uh, (laughs) Kane's turning out of nowhere seems to benefit Undertaker rather than help Kane, who was getting to the point where he could have been challenging The Rock for the title, I feel. But what do you think, Tom?
1: Um, Yeah, I was... I mean, as a face, I feel that whilst he was up there, he was also a bit lost in the shuffle. Because, mm. I, I, he was never, even though he's a monster, he's never seen as a, a truly credible threat for the, the, a title. Like, he's been in the mix a couple of times. And even that little run on SmackDown that we had where he stole the WWF Championship. He never truly felt like a threat to Triple H's reign. So... A heel turn, maybe we'll give him some more options. And and it does, we do get some different stuff with Kane. It mixes up with some different people, one in particular for the rest of this year. But the, the obvious Undertaker feud has to happen before that. It kind of feels like they're throwing an Undertaker match together ahead of SummerSlam, like we've got nothing for Taker. Uh, let's give him Kane. If in If in doubt, break glass, let Kane out, and do Undertaker Kane, if in doubt. That seems to be what the company's always done, if in doubt. Kane Undertaker
0: yeah really and this will be the first of many as you said mm-hmm. Triple H is here so I guess he won the bickering and it's going to be Triple H versus The Rock ah sick all these feuds coming together that never drew any money <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is on only... Conan
1: O'Brien after this by the way
0: I was going to say yeah he's on the Conan O'Brien show just to show how popular wrestlers are this time mm. I hope he took on Triumph the Insult Comic Dog at the same time. <laughs> I love a little dog. Mick Foley shows up and ensures this is a non-title match and also a non-McManna ringside match. Foley makes a match for Monday uh, for Steph. As she <laughs> given that Triple H has the intestinal fortitude for a match with Rock now, she has the ovarial attitude for a title <laughs> defense on Raw. <laughs> Because even the commissioner realises this episode is a dud. And is making plans for Raw. And why not? If you smell eight minutes left on the show for The Rock, Michael Cole calls SummerSlam the WrestleMania of the summer. And which I think is very unfair. SummerSlam 2000 was nothing like WrestleMania 2000. (laughs) And without the fluff of distraction at ringside or people doing stuff, these two showed how good they can be with a nice, simple wrestling match for a nice, simple crowd. <laughs> I typed that in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know it's very rude to pop yourself, i write these like days <laughs> about a week earlier. You <laughs> nice, should simple be very proud. Nice, proud. <laughs> Sorry. And you know what? It actually worked. The crowd stays alert the whole match, and it only builds and builds as The Rock revs up the people's elbow. Only, of course, for Kurt Angle to reappear. Oh, he didn't go home. It was a shocker. He shows up with a chair, surprisingly strikes on target against The Rock, and then Triple H follows up with a pedigree and pins The Rock. Da-da-da! Kurt Angle is a team player after all, and the show goes off the air with
1: the two of them hugging and being happy. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So earlier on tonight... Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie and Shane over several segments argued over who was going to face The Rock to the point where Kurt Angle left upset. Triple H was the one that stepped in and then when The Rock least expected it Kurt Angle turned up with a chair smashed The Rock with a chair and embraced Triple H. So do you know what that means? Do you know what that means, Math? What? I'll tell you what that
0: means. So <laughs> <clears throat> one of his throat.
1: <laughs> it was a set of along! There you go. I that mean
0: that's 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 nice Tom, I'm glad you did that, but I can't no, apparently Kurt Angle simply quote uh, went
1: against the script. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really. Or was it a <laughs> setup all along? It was a shoot all along. <laughs> God. You know what? I'm
0: actually okay, in a weird way, with this happening. It'd be anticlimactic that there wasn't a twist. There wasn't a turn. There wasn't anything. Because that would almost be expected. And if you do that every single time, as Bruce Owen and Nitro are finding out... It stops meaning thing. Uh, So the fact that Kurt Angle came out and goes, no, I told
1: you I was a team player. Honest. Huh. I guess he is. (laughs) What do you know? What do you know? More shenanigans from Triple H and Friends. Yeah,
0: you can can call Kurt Angle many things, but a liar is not one of them. (laughs) But I would be lying if I did the thing that we do at the end of these shows, which is looking back at the things we remembered and things we forgot. And I'd be lying if I said I remembered anything about this show.
1: Well, I was having a think on this. The one thing I can remember from this particular show is—I'm really struggling now. I can't think of anything either. I think the best thing I could probably call back to from this show was Trish hitting China with the pitcher of iced tea. I remember thinking, you know, when I when I watched it the first time round, going, "Why do they keep bringing drinks out?" They keep what? bringing drinks out. Wait, wait, what? Why was there a picture of
0: iced tea at ringside? Is, is Jerry Lawler a big body count fan?
1: <laughs> he must just love a glass of iced tea. They had a big glass jug and tried oh, to smash Trish over the head. I with tried. It. Oh, Trish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a terrible joke, Tom. I'm glad you walked over
1: it. I'm, I'm sad. I did. Oh... <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry.
0: A picture of iced tea. You
2: see,
1: <laughs> the joke comes
2: from the fact <laughs> that there's a rapper named Ice T, which does sound suspiciously like the cocktail.
1: <laughs> Ding dong. Oh, that'll be Kane at the door. He's bringing round the guest of honor for our rap themed party. Hey, oh, Kane. F- oh, hey there, Patricia. I've <laughs> I brought what you asked me to. Uh, here it is. Kane, what's this? It's a pitcher of iced tea. I didn't realize you liked that particular drink. I've been all the way to Lipton to get it. Kane. <laughs> Kane, Kane, that's that's not what we wanted. Oh, have I made a terrible error? Kane, um Kane, I don't think we should see each other anymore. What? I'm breaking up with you, Kane. This is this, this happens all the time. These situations are too hilarious. And quite frankly now you've ruined my my party and none of my friends will forgive me. I never want to see you again. Oh Okay. I'll Your stuff's still at the flat. Yeah, I'll 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 send Todd to come pick it up. Todd that Todd that you work with Yeah yeah, Todd that I... You were out with him the other night, weren't you? Yeah yeah, yeah we Kane, I don't want to talk about this now. Do you love him? Kane? I don't want to talk about... Do you love him? Yes, I do. I wish you happiness. I'll... I'll put some things in the box and I'll... I'll leave them at the door. That's gotta be Kane.
0: Like just Custer Kane turning on the Undertaker goes, I wonder why he did that.
1: <laughs> and Undertaker, Undertaker watching on a monitor going, Ah. <laughs> what did you forget from this week, math <laughs> Probably be that. I bet Colonel XB was upset that he wasn't going to have a video to make this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thing you, thing you forgot that. Colin made a really good episode this week.
2: <laughs> there
0: was just nothing. This we've been very lucky, like Austin's neck that, and Blackman's malaria that we. More we've been lucky
1: like Austin's neck and Blackman's <laughs> malaria.
0: If you skip to the end, you will not know what that means. But if you listen to it all, you know that that was good
2: English.
0: Uh, that SmackDown has being great this year overall. So, episodes like this, where it's empty and uh, rather like the picture of iced tea, are very few and far between. So, how lucky it is that our meeting up after so many weeks away is a a nothing episode like this.
1: It gives us a chance to catch up proper. (laughs)
0: It certainly does. The highlight has been seeing you one more time, Tom, via the audio format online.
1: Likewise. We'll do this again next week. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, some admin, we are moving. The Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review will reside from next week on a Saturday. And the Cultaholic Classic Raw review will move to this time on a Tuesday. You will still get both, but just on different days. Thank you for your patience whilst we move. And until next time, he is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Ladies, I'm going to go home and think long and hard about how I treat you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>